Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5 Show. The 5 Show is brought to you by Bonneville. We thank Bonneville for this time each and every week. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the Silent Witness Coordinator, and today, I and I say this a lot, but I'm joined by two guests who are also friends. Commander Tina Gonzalez of the Phoenix Police Department Community Engagement Bureau. Commander, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining. I know we've tried to get on your calendar before, but you guys are extremely busy, so I'm glad we were able to put this together. And Lieutenant Keith Doherty, also of the Community Engagement Bureau, Lieutenant, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I appreciate it. Well, and the reason that I say friends is um, when you enter police work, for those in the audience who police work, fire department, you you end up working around the same people throughout your career off and on. And so we've crossed paths during the year, worked for, with each other. Uh, Well, you never worked for me, but we've worked around each other, and we both worked for Commander Gonzalez um, and really, truly respect her ability to lead without making you feel like you're being led. I tell people all the time that when I was a new sergeant out in the field, and and my peers will agree, uh, we could go to her with anything and ask questions that probably to anyone else seemed incredibly awkward, and she never once made us feel like that. You, Lieutenant, you get to work with her all the time. How has it been so far knowing that she's going to be leaving us soon? Um, it's it's been one of those things I've worked for the commander multiple times throughout my career. Um, I always look forward to working for. Her. Um, it's one of those things that you you know your stand, you know uh, know what you need, um, and it's one of those things where we're we're worried about who's going to have the ability to replace her. Yeah, she makes leadership look easy. And and commander, uh, we know that you're going to be retiring somewhat soon. And at the end of the interview, I, I just have a quick question I want to ask you about that. But can you talk, Commander, about the men and women in the Community Engagement Bureau? Because I think a lot of people, when they see police work, they see what they see on TV in the movies, which is a patrol car response to a call. And there's so much that your folks do behind the scenes. Can you talk about who they are and what they do? Yeah, Jamie, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Check will be in the mail later. Anyway, I have a wonderful group of people that I work with. The thing that's important to me is that each and every one of them are there because they chose to be there. They actually tested and went through a process because that's the kind of work that they wanted to do. Community engagement is very different from, you know, your regular police work. We work closely with the community, some of the community that doesn't even want to work with us or doesn't like us. It is because of the work that all of the personnel in the in the Bureau does that creates those partnerships, creates the ability for understanding with the community and also with the police officers. We have a couple of programs in the Bureau that the officers even mention that they get so much out of it because... You know, they see what some of the community, the struggles that the community is going through, and it puts things into perspective for them as well. So get a good understanding of each other and where we're coming from. And it's truly, truly important work in building relationships with our community. I've said this before on the show. uh, When I worked in community, it was then community relations, and I was in charge of the bias crime squad, but I also at times was overseeing a community response squad. And for those people who are in the community who don't know what that means, these these are really, it's a great job because you're working with our advisory board groups and other community members to have dialogue and discussion uh, on the day-to-day so that when something comes up that may seem of big importance or urgence, you have those relationships established. And I bring that up to say I tell people all the time, 
Uh, I tell the, the reason that you do what you do is the worst time to try and make a friend is when you need a friend. And I think your folks do an amazing job going out and developing trust in the community with, with everyone we serve so that when high-profile events or questions come up, we can answer them in real time. And although that isn't something TV shows are made of, it is it is critical and essential to the peaceful operation of everything that you might see that happens on TV, protecting everyone's rights. Those men and women are in the crowd working with the community, and I, I can't say enough about what they do. I would agree with that. And, you know, we've been trying to work even with our patrol officers and to tell them community engagement even happens at their level. And exactly what you said, let's create those relationships before anything bad happens. And as a patrol officer, they can do that as well. You know, they're working their beat. And if they're getting to know their community and the neighborhoods they work in, when the time comes that we need that community, if they see that officer and they know that officer's involved, they already know that they trust that officer. So they trust what's happening, you know, and how the officer's reacting. So, yeah, that's one thing that community uh, response squad's very good at. Actually, everybody in the Bureau, they're very good at creating those relationships because when things go bad, you know, we've done all the work at the forefront and when things go bad and we saw that throughout the last year we had several community members that we had worked with for years and even though they didn't like a lot of things that were happening nationwide nationally or even with our own police department they trusted us and they put their trust in us and allowed us to continue to that, that work with them. And by doing that, what is is really helpful is they have a real live person that they can call to Tell, find out the why. We can tell the why when you have those relationships. Absolutely. Lieutenant, you and, and by the way, before I talk to Lieutenant, there are so many cool jobs in the Community Engagement Bureau. So if anyone's looking to join the police department, please check out phoenix.gov slash employment. Under the police department, police officers, civilian opportunities, we have uh, just a, a, a huge amount of openings, all with great benefits. Check it out, please. Lieutenant, you and I have talked. We're both not from Arizona. You actually moved out here to be in law enforcement. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm sure I did. Um yeah, I came out here back in, oh, geez, 1998 or so, and part of the reason was, well, twofold. I got sick of snow in April um, coming from Boston, and then I'm, I'm third-generation public safety. So it, it's been in my family. My grandfather was uh, Boston police for many decades, and my father was Boston fire for many decades. So um, I grew up around it. I grew up knowing it. Um, I grew up with that desire to do the job. And even though it's a Sunday morning when we're airing, I think we can agree that it's still warmer than most of our summer days. I'm from New York, and I mean, we've never seen heat like like this, but uh, we've never seen uh, police work viewed this way. You and I have talked in the, the past about police work was viewed as if you, uh, if you didn't have uh, a connection or if you weren't successful in the process, it was a very difficult job to get into, whereas here we have openings. It's still an incredibly valued career. We just happen to have a lot of openings right now. Did you ever see the day wanting to be a police officer where you thought, oh my gosh, somebody has uh, a bunch of openings and we need amazing men and women to step into those shoes? Um, no, I, I never thought it would be this point. And I mean, I know there's still folks out there that want to do this job. And I think it's just their um, the ability for us to explain to them what they can get from this job and what they can give uh, as part of this job to get them pushed over that edge to make that choice. You know, it's so funny you say that. I tell people all the time, uh, 
be the difference you want. If you see a difference to, to make, join our team and, and be a part of that change. So thank you for saying that. Now, you became a lieutenant. You've had some cool jobs as a sergeant. What is the aspect about this this level of leadership that you enjoy most? Because you're in a... a a situation where you work, where you're you're meeting with community, you're leading teams of officers. What is it that drives you when we talk about leadership and police work? Um, I think for me, it is the ability for us or myself to have that ability to find that solution to a problem, whether it's a problem internally that we're having um, that's outwardly facing towards the community or a community having a problem that's ended up in our lap, for a better word, and, and finding those solutions and coming up with better ideas. Um, that's what drives me. And when we talk a little bit about uh, being driven, when we ask people to step into this career, uh, I know what I thought this career would be in it, complete night and day. Somebody might be listening right now and think, hey, I think I could do that job. When you talk about uprooting, leaving one side of the world, it was Boston, right? You left? Yes. So you left Boston to come all the way to Phoenix just for this job, this opportunity to serve, and as you said, give back. What would you tell somebody who's got a desire to serve and "Eh, maybe I don't know if I could do it? What would you tell them? That police work, and it's the same thing that I think what my grandfather would say to me, based on what he was a police officer back in the 40s through the 70s, we're kind of like that new version of the beat cop back in the day, where we want to get to know all those people in our respective beats, that we we want them to know us, want them to know that we are people out there looking out for them. So to be able to tell folks that there are so many opportunities with us to be a patrol officer and have that desire to serve from the patrol level, resolving immediate issues um, where people are having that worst day of their life, or it's just something simple um, that you can be that person for someone, um, just having that desire to serve, you can find that transition in your life. And then as you move on from that, you can find more exciting things to do, more um, influential, more um, devout. I don't know a good word for it, but there's so many opportunities we have available to us. Um, it's amazing. Things that you feel led to do. Yes. Commander, your career is, um, I don't want to say it's ending, but as you're starting to begin to wrap up your police career, did you ever look back and think you never would have seen yourself being a commander in this department? Or did you know early on, I am absolutely going to promote until I become commander? You know, when I first started this job, I wanted to promote as high as I possibly could. My, you know, my sights were on the top. As I got into the into the career, I eventually ended up to where I was planning on retiring as a lieutenant. Um, That was going to be it. I was going to be happy about that. I was a sergeant for 10 years. I was a lieutenant for 10 years, an officer for seven. And at some point along about two years ago, I had some friends and mentors talk to me and, and they believed that I could make even a bigger difference as a commander. So I chose to participate in that program to promote. It's been an exciting 30 years. It'll be 30 years in December. I hope that I've made a difference not only internally, but externally. One of the reasons I got into policing is because I wanted to be a role model for other females, for other Hispanic females. I'm a small town girl. I was born and raised in a mining town in southern Arizona. Coming to Phoenix was a big step for me. I did it to come to to ASU, and I never left. And this has been an exciting career. It's been something that I am proud of. And I want other people in my category or females to know that this is just a great job for females overall. One of the things that I just want to say is we're going to get paid the same as our male counterparts. 
And that was huge for me, not just the pay, but that was one thing that I really enjoyed knowing. So, yeah, it's been a great career. My peers, when I worked for you, they've all gone on to promote way past me. Uh, but one thing we all agree on is working for you. Even though the schedule at that time wasn't ideal, you created such an environment where we loved coming to work. Nobody wants to leave their families behind when they're home, but we looked forward to being together as a team because I think we made a difference. I think we got good results, but I know we had fun. And so in the last minute that we have, when you look back at your police career, what would you want your legacy to be best known as? What do you best want to be remembered for? For caring, for making a difference, for making it fun. I can't control a lot of the exterior things, the exterior noise going on, but I always wanted to just make sure that the people around me were happy, were wanted to come to work, that I always treated them fair and respectfully. You always did. Has it been a good ride? It has. Lieutenant Doherty, thank you for being here. You have a moment just to speak to the community. What do you want them to know about the men and women that you have the privilege of leading? What do you want them to to, to walk away knowing? Uh, that first and foremost, we're there with you. It's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's not us that are there as a, um, a group that shows up when, when you need us, when you don't need us. We're there for you no matter what. We're there to help you, um, to work with you, to support you, and we look for the same thing in return. Lieutenant Doherty, thank you for being here. Commander Gonzalez, thank you for being here. But more importantly, thank you for, as you mentioned, 30 years of serving the community. You have absolutely made a difference, but uh, you're going to best remember for serving internally and the impact you had on our lives. So we thank you so much. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.